You're listening to Meet the RIA. In this special podcast edition of the show, you'll get expert insight from some of the top registered investment advisors in the country. Hello, and thank you for watching Meet the RIA. Joining us now from one of the top registered investment advisors in the country is Shannon Yusey, CEO of Beacon Point Advisors. Well, Shannon, it's great to have you back with us. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So Shannon, starting at the beginning, what was it like launching the firm back in 2002? And how would you describe the path to where you are today 20 years later? Sure. I think um, I'm not sure how much you know about the the original story of Beacon Point, but I was fortunate enough to grow around investments around our dinner table as my father had founded an institutional consulting firm um, in the 80s. So I, I remember him, you know, I actually remember him starting the firm and he primarily worked with foundation endowment type clients, but I loved him always coming home talking about how great it was to serve clients and the benefits that the clients were receiving by that advice. So fast forward, I, I go off to college. I'm not sure what I'm going to study. I, I was in the social sciences uh, field with, with a business minor because the school I had attended um, didn't have a business degree. And then I, I went, went out into the workforce and um, my first internships were with Smith Barney. So I had a little bit of the investment experience. And then I um, proceeded to go to work for a investment management firm where we were actually managing money. And during that time, I went back to grad school because I thought that there's there, there had to be a different way to provide clients advice. I felt like at the investment management firm, we were like, yes, we can do, we can manage your, your portfolio, but not looking at it holistically and making sure that the, the client's needs were taken care of and not really looking at it from a, a total planning approach. So I went to grad school and in my second year of grad school, I took a entrepreneurship class and I wrote the business plan for Beacon Point. Sadly, I got to be on that paper, but that's okay. <laughs> Well, Beacon Points turned out to be an A plus, so I think you're good there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and and I, I would say along the way, you know, we've we've certainly um, had challenges along the way as any new business, but I think we've done things always in the best interest of clients. So every decision we've made is does this benefit our clients, and then does it benefit our employees? And I think you know, even making you know wrong decisions along the way or taking different paths along the way, I, answering those two questions first, I think has really helped us create a, a pretty special place to work at Beacon Point and a really great experience for our clients. Um, and we've had a lot of, you know, obviously successes along the way. And we were fortunate to be in, in some of the referral programs very early on in the business. We also recognized the opportunity, um, you know, several years ago about, you know, we had built such a great platform, meaning we had, we had built the research platform. We were working with institutional clients as well, because when we started the business, I partnered with my dad originally, and he had the experience on the institutional side. I had the experience on the private wealth side. But so we built a really strong infrastructure on the research side. And then we developed the financial planning engine of the organization a few years later. But I think giving us that foundation and that backbone allowed us to do quite a few things um, in the future of the business. And, and some of those, you know, obviously partnering with other RA organizations um, throughout the last decade has been very beneficial to the organization and beneficial to the RAs we've partnered with. And in addition to being consistently ranked one of the top REAs in the country by Barron's, you're also the largest female-led REA in the U.S. How has having female leaders contributed to your success as a firm? And what are some of your, your core values and how have they contributed to that success and growth? I think we, we were fortunate 
we didn't go out saying, oh, we're going to be the largest female-led RIA in the country, nor did we go out saying we're going to have you know, more than 50% of our leadership team being female. That's just who we grew up to be. And I think, you know, I think women, they see where they want to be. So if you go into an organization and it's primarily male, it's hard for someone maybe to say, hey, I can see myself in a C-suite position in that organization. Well, if you come into Beacon Point and you see that, you know, more than half the C-suite positions are female, you say, gosh, I can I can aspire to that position or be in that position. I also think with respect to women very early on, we recognized that women may want to hear things a little bit differently than men as it relates to investments. And we, we were kind of pushed, the industry kind of pushed us a bit. And this was this was early on. They said, you know, no, women don't want to hear things differently. We're like, we're pretty sure they do because we're women. So I mean, this is how we would want to hear it. So we we started writing a blog and then which ended up turning into a book. And then, you know, today we're, we do a number of different things to really benefit women or female clients, even even if it's a a male advisor working with a female client or a male client who may bring their spouse into the meeting or a child into the meeting that we're, we're really trying to help educate and empower women um, around finance. And, and I would say, you know, the, our core, our core values, it, it can pretty much be summed up into our screening process. And when we screen for, you know, new people on our team or partners across the organization, our first three screens are no jerks, no That's jerks. a good screen. <laughs> no jerks, no jerks, no jerks. And really what that does is it weeds out, we, we, we want to do business with people who are like-minded and share similar values. So similarly share the fact that the client comes first and their employees come second and shareholders third. But that's really important to us. And I think when you do that and you weed that out, and, and trust me, we've weeded out a ton of people you know, across the years. And I think it just creates for what we're looking for, a more collaborative environment. Like we, we truly, like, I, and I tell this to our partners, I tell this to my team. I mean, I work for everybody here. And, and I, I mean that. I mean, what, what I do on a day-to-day basis is to help them serve their clients and help the team work together. So it's not me dictating what, what we should be doing as an organization. It's really a collaboration of the partnership, which I think in this industry, and especially today, I think that's pretty unique and pretty special. And it's it's not surprising that you've grown to be the largest female-led RIA in the country, given going back to your your founding uh, almost two or more than two decades ago, because you were instilling those values in in the company. You you mentioned earlier that you were bringing in your your children to the office and starting a family around the time that you were launching the company. Yeah, and I, and I think you know it's just some of the core values that we we still aspire to today. And I I tell this to every new employee. And I, I try to spend 15 minutes with every new employee across the organization. You know, it d- doesn't matter which location, um, schedule a 15 minute call with them. And just to share with them some of the values of the business, you know, how the business was started, but also that they are the voice of the company. And it's important that they share what they see if they have a better way of doing something, or they think that, you know, we should try something new. We want to hear that. We don't want to lose that entrepreneurial spirit because I think that's what makes the business so strong by challenging the, the status quo of the, of the organization. That's great. And could you walk us through your all wealth approach as well? Yeah. So over the last several decades, we've developed what we call all our all wealth approach, which we've um, trademarked. And it's really about aligning our clients' wealth to where they are on their life journey. 
So no matter no matter where they are, if they don't have a financial plan, we're going to help them get that plan. Whether they need a, a financial plan, you know, revised, we're going to help them revise that that plan. And it really comes through three key areas. It's our institutional quality investments, which I spoke a little bit to, which is all about making sure that we have the right investments and in clients' portfolios. And we go through a rigorous process on the investment side. We have a whole team led by our CIO that runs our investment process. And if you looked at one of our investment managers getting through our, our process, it's a, it's a, a very thick due diligence packet. And it takes years for an investment manager to get through. So that's really important that they've, they've been vetted through that particular process. And that can be anything from fixed income to equity to alternative investments. And then the second piece is life and legacy planning. So it's again really helping our clients plan where they are on their particular journey. So if you're if clients are saying I want to retire in the next two years, or I've decided that we want to have a second home, or we want to pay for our grandkids' education, or whatever whatever that looks like, or I want to I I I want to live and I want my money not to have no money when I die, like what whatever that looks like for a client, whatever that planning looks like, whether it's a charitable endeavor, um, we we want to make sure that we're helping them along their journey. So helping them, you know, with with charitable endeavors or with their estate planning, and we have a number of estate attorneys on staff to help our clients with the, with any estate move. And, and the next is really around impact invest investments, not not um, excuse me, impact initiatives, not investments. So, so helping clients, you know, if they're if they're socially inclined with respect to their investments, making sure that we're helping them there. We're part of the USAA referral program, so making sure that we're helping veterans and their families. If they if they're charitably in kind, making sure that we're helping them on the charitable side, and then I think equally as important to those two areas is education. So making sure that we're helping educate the next generation. Um, we do a um, internship program that is oversubscribed every single year. Um, I think one of the benefits of COVID was the ability to offer that via Zoom. So now we've got you know teenagers, as well as, you know, older people, as well as um, college students tuning in to our 10-week um, course, just really teaching about the basics of investments, which is really kind of special. So that we're, we're able to now actually put that to more eyeballs. And then we have them obviously in our office as well. Um, and then, then we, they're, we're really looking through our way initiative, which I talked about, is to help educate women. You know, we've done a, a Girl Scout badge for Girl Scouts. Um, we wrote the book. We, we have... Um, national uh, charity league uh, young women come in every year so that we can help them before they depart for college, you know, teach them the importance of compounding or teach them, you know, the importance of credit. So they're not overextending themselves when they get to credit. Cause we all know that could be slightly dangerous as you walk onto college campus and everyone's offering you a credit card. And certainly. And you mentioned making sure that you're able to provide for all the different client needs and that you're serving veterans and other groups. How would you describe your client base, Shannon? Yeah, so I, was, I would say it's three distinct areas. And obviously in each area, there's you know some nuances in terms of the type of client in that particular area. Um, but we work with um, institutional clients, so foundations and endowments. Um, primarily, I mean, if you think about hospitals or faith-based institutions um, or just nonprofit organizations, which is really actually kind of a, a unique place to be. Because as you can imagine, most of those foundations and endowments are filled with private clients which is nice because we're being held as an institution to a different standard 
in terms of, you know, obviously we're a fiduciary to our clients, but when you have a board of directors and you're helping manage those assets, it's different. So that's why I think our, our investment process has been so robust throughout the, the years. Um, we also work with um, retirement plan accounts. Um, obviously that goes hand in hand with what we're doing for private wealth clients. Many of them have retirement plans. Um, and it's also on the institutional side as well. So we do a couple of different things on for those types of clients. And then the, the majority of our business is private wealth clients. And it's and it's across the it's across the spectrum. Um, we we've got um, teams that work just on the family office side, and we've got teams that work with um, you know high earners that are not quite rich yet. You know, so that, that we're helping them you know accumulate their wealth. You've got all the bases covered. I, yeah, I, I think so. Finally, Shannon, what would be your advice to other female advisors and investors? Yeah, I would say my advice to female advisors, if you're looking to make a move or you're trying to you know, start a career in the investment space, is find an organization where you see that you can succeed. So where you see that there are other women in that particular organization. I would also say it's vitally important that you take your seat at the table. So many times throughout my career, I wasn't asked to sit at the table. I just simply took my seat at the table because I think once we do that and we show that we've got the confidence to be there and we've got the acumen to be there, it gets you invited back to that table. With, with so few women investment advisors in our industry, I think we have we have to continually to make an effort to make ourselves heard and known within an organization. There are trillions of dollars over the next decade going to the control of women. So I think as current investment advisors that are female, I think we need to be really aware of that and make sure that we're providing the services that our females are looking for. So whether that's women in transition or, you know, meaning they're changing careers or retirement or divorce, I think we have to be acutely prepared and aware of those transitions and make sure that we've got the services to offer those particular clients. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for watching. Once again, that was Shannon Yusey, CEO of Beacon Point. And I'm Jenna Dagenhart with Asset TV. Thank you for tuning in to Meet the RIA. Be sure to check out our other episodes and visit AssetTV.com, your source for financial news and information.